Well, hello and uh, welcome. It's Sunday afternoon. We are ready to rock and or roll. We hope you are as well. John Scholes here along with Lior Samfiru. This is the deal. You are going to learn a lot over the course of the next hour. Why is that important? Well, most of us spend the majority of our days and hours at work, right? We'd rather be doing something else maybe, but the fact of the matter is you really got to be educated on employment law and your employment rights. This is a show for you indeed. And uh, we give you a chance all hour long to call into the show and uh, and ask some questions. That is the whole point of this, to get you on air, be that third voice and learn things. That's how we like to do it. And uh, in that regard, if you want to join the show, you can do that right now, 416-872-1010. Again, 416 416- 6872-1010 and uh, you can email uh, that would be answers at employmentlawyer.ca answers at employmentlawyer.ca but the phone calls we are waiting for you to join us it's going to be an awesome hour and uh, lots to go on the show this hour as you know Lior it's going to be when is a resignation not really a resignation that may baffle you but it won't soon because we're going to uh, open up that can of worms and uh, and get going on it any other time you want to reach out to Lior and his team a couple different ways go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca fantastic website free and anonymous and the phone call of course one 821 5900 but as mentioned it's always top priority getting you or uh, the good listenership on the air at 416-872-1010 okay pal you got a, a situation or maybe a couple situations you want to talk about off the uh, off the top what do you got I sure do. And, you know, this time of year, usually kind of around that middle part of November, things start slowing down in my office. Well, not this year. Uh, I think that uh, this may be a bit of a unique situation, you know, with some companies trying to assess and determine whether or not they can sustain operations in the same way moving forward. So, unfortunately, a lot of people have been calling me that have been losing their jobs. Some of them short service employees been hired maybe over the past you know year and they're let go. And I can tell you, John, without any, uh, almost any exception, those individuals, whatever they've been offered by way of severance, not even close, completely inadequate, uh, you know, a tenth maybe of what they've been owed, pretty consistent. So if you've been let go, if you're worried about being let go, you have an opportunity right now to call in the show and ask the question, is this right? Is it legal? Am I owed more? We can give you that answer. Any other workplace situation that you may be dealing with, maybe your boss is not treating you properly, maybe your company's implemented a new policy and you want to know if it's legal or not. Maybe you're worried about whether they're paying you overtime properly. Whatever the issue or the question that you have, take advantage of us being live here on the air for the sole purpose of trying to help and educating you, as John said, about employment law. Certainly one of the most important laws that we have is employment law because it impacts all of us. As long as you have a job, full-time, part-time, whatever it is, it impacts you. It's important that you know. So take advantage of us being here. But to start us off, Johnny, a couple of situations that came across my desk. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman who for the last eight months has been working for uh, a company, working, going there every day, doing his nine to five job, Monday to Friday, uh, pretty much as a standard kind of a position as you would expect. The only thing that was a bit different about this person was that he had actually been hired through a temp agency. And so from the company's perspective, the company that he worked for, he really wasn't their employee. They decided recently they don't need him anymore. They said, okay, you're not going to be coming in. No severance. The company said, well, you're not our employee or a temp agency employee, so goodbye. We don't need to pay you anything. Mm-hmm. So this guy called me, and he wanted to know, is this right? Is this legal? John, and you and I have discussed this on previous shows before, but that's absolute nonsense. Of course, it's not legal. 
Here's how this works. If you have a regular job, you're an employee. A temp is someone that one day goes to this company, the next day goes to a different company. It's kind of being sent all over the place uh, to, to, to do jobs. Not someone that has a consistent job for eight months. So yeah. guess what? This person was an employee of the company and he was now let go and he's owed severance. And after eight months, I assess them as being owed right around three months of severance. Three months. I'm going to help them get that. But man, oh man, this is a common situation and one that I want our listeners to be very aware of. It's always substance over form. If you look like an employee and if you act like an employee, you are an employee. Doesn't matter if the company hires you through a temp agency. Doesn't matter, by the way, if the temp agency is the one actually paying you money, if the money comes out of the temp agency's bank account. Does not matter. Matters where you work, who you work for, matters who you take instructions from, the job that you do. So don't let this title of a temp employee uh, change your mind or, or, or dissuade you from understanding that you are owed severance in these situations. And it can be very, very significant this guy I'm going to help him get his three months, but I want everyone there. That if you're in that situation, I want you to give me a call. Absolutely, and you can even call now and get on air and ask similar questions or something completely different that's been uh, that's been bothering you. You just need some clarity. As I mentioned, the uh, the calls are always top priority in that regard. Dominic, you are first up this hour. How are you, pal? Hello. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Thanks for calling. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, here, here's my situation. Uh, uh, I've been with the company for uh, over 25 years. Uh, back in March, the owners sold the company, and since then, they, they've asked me to stick around, so uh, I've been working with them for almost nine months now. Um, they, From the beginning, they pressured me. They wanted me to sign an employment agreement. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think I really needed to because the same owner, same pay, actually, they gave me a raise. Um, so not much has changed other than my, you know, little perks I used to get under the new owners. They were, you know, they were very generous with me, but, um, um, you know, things like car allowance, things like that, I still haven't, haven't gotten them. And the other day he says, well, we're going to give you a car, but we want you to sign an employment agreement to get the car. Uh, and I just didn't think it was right. So... That's, that's where I am right now. Smart move making this call. Really smart move making this so, call. So, Dominic, obviously, I, I haven't seen the agreement that they want you to sign, but I'm going to do a magic trick right now. I'm going to tell you what's in that agreement because I've seen this exact story a thousand times. So one of the things that I promise you is in that employment agreement is what I call a termination clause. It's a term in that agreement that would allow them at some point down the road, if they wanted to, to let you go by paying you a tiny fraction of yeah. what you would otherwise be owed. Let me give you a more specific example. The, the, the new owners now inherited your service. You have 25 years of service. If, if you, you don't sign an employment agreement, next year they let you go, you're probably owed around two years of severance. If you sign that employment agreement, and if that employment agreement has the language that I expect that it does, you could be looking at eight weeks severance instead of 24 months. So that clause is going to cost you tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And there's probably other terms, just like the one I mentioned, that are going to be very unfavorable to you. So 
the best advice I can give you is send me a copy of that agreement to see if I'm right. But assuming that I'm right, my advice to you would be absolutely do not, under any circumstances, mm -hmm. sign it. You're in a good spot right now. They inherited your service. You have the full protection of the law. The only thing you're going to accomplish by signing an employment agreement is give away the rights that you would otherwise have. Don't do that. Okay. Well, you can absolutely say no, uh, and and don't find out when it's too late that you gave up those rights. My my position is I don't want to sign it anyway. Like I I, I mm -hmm. pretty well told them I don't want to sign it, but the problem is I was getting a, a, a company car allowance, and uh, and my my car insurance was paid. Now I haven't gotten that for like nine months, and I've been. You know, I've been patient with them. I, I've worked with, with the transition. Like, I, I don't want to ruffle feathers. I'm trying to be as, as nice as possible. But then at the end of the day, there's nine months of car allowance that had not been compensated for. So how, how, do, how do I go about getting that without really... Like, I, 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 I like working with them. They're, they're, it's a good company. I, I don't, I, now, over the last nine months, they did they tell you that, yes, at some point we're going to well, pay you back, you're going to get it? Down. The whole thing was we're going to sit down, we're going to straighten everything out. And then I just found out about a month ago that, okay, we're, we, you know, they said, well, it's not their company policy to pay car allowance. We supply a car. But then now they're telling me if I, if I get a car, I need to sign <laughs> unemployment agreement so I can't get the car so I said fine I'm getting my own car I'm gonna file my you know my tax per, uh, papers and the year and get compensated right off and then they need to you know obviously bump up my my salary so, so Dominic let, let me stop you there because I know exactly what you're gonna go ultimately if they're gonna say well too bad we're not gonna do anything for you unless you sign that employment agreement then you only have two op well three options. Number one is you accept and you just continue working as is. Option two, you can sign that agreement, which I, I'm telling you, don't do. Or mm -hmm. option number three is you get me to give them a bit of a kick in the pants because yes, they do have to abide by what they've essentially promised you. But those are the only options. And the reality is that unless you give up on the car allowance or the car, you're gonna ruffle a bit of feathers. Not too many, but you're gonna ruffle some. So you have to decide if you want that. But certainly my advice is don't sign that agreement. I guarantee you okay. at some point it's gonna cost you a lot if you do. Okay, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm actually being, I'll be in touch with you uh, next week. We'll, we'll talk further. Sounds good, I appreciate 100%. It. Thank you. Thanks, Dominic. Thanks, Dominic, appreciate that. And uh, thanks for taking the time. It's a, a, always a wise thing to call into the show and uh, figure out exactly what's going on. That number, by the way, Dominic, one 821 5900 to reach out to Lior and the team. I know we're going to take a break here, get to Chris and Mark. They're standing by, but there's the perfect example of, you know, it's, it's you know, the car allowance sounds nice, but in the long run, it will hurt him. It will hurt him for sure. A 25-year guy, for sure. The last thing he wants to do is give up on that seniority. He could essentially be giving up of 25 years of seniority with that one employment agreement. Yeah. Very bad idea, so I'm glad he called us. Chris, Mark, hang on, guys. We're going to get to you and you as well. Grab that phone and call us. We'd love to get you on there and talk to you and uh, give you some satisfaction and some answers here in the Employment Law Show. That is 416-872-1010. You can also email uh, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. And a quick reminder as well, Wednesday's nights, uh, Wednesday, eve uh, Wednesday, pardon me, evening at 9.30 on CP24. You'll catch Lior and I do an Ask a Lawyer for 30 minutes so you can tune into that show as well. We'll take a short break, get back to it. More of the Employment Law Show is on the way. Stand by. 
righty, we are back at it. 120. Thank you so much for sticking with us here on this uh, Sunday afternoon. John Scholes and employment lawyer Lior Sanfiru here, of course. Sanfiru to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Always encouraging you to reach out when the show's not on the air, and we're uh, doing other shows across uh, across the country and TV as well. To get a hold of Lior and his team, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Answers at employmentlawyer.ca. That's to reach out through email, and of course, you can use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website was built by Lior, and it's all about educating you as uh, as it pertains to employment law and your employment rights in the workplace. You'll also have free and anonymous access to the severance pay calculator. It does exactly what it says about 30 seconds you'll find out what your real severance number should be over 2 million canadians have used it so you can safely give that a try and as we say have your eyes opened wide as to what it should be anyway back to the phone calls 416-872-1010 lots of time lots of lines to uh to take you on so feel free to to jump on the show and give us a call chris thank you so much for standing by for a couple of minutes pal how are you i'm good thanks excellent thank what uh, what do you got in mind sure so um i was recently on sick leave, I came back to work um, about three weeks into my return. I noticed that I was no longer invited to meetings. Um, another week into it, I noticed my responsibilities were disappearing. Um, I believe that's a constructive dismissal. Um, 58, um, uh, uh, I was a customer service manager. Um, I've been there eight years. I um, I was let go on Wednesday. Uh, they did not give me a reason. And I'm wondering what kind of severance package they should be offering me. So, Chris, the, before we even talk about severance, which we'll talk about in, in a sec, mm-hmm. the, the big concern here is if you're let go coming back from a sick leave, it potentially, if you're let go because of that sick leave, that's a, a human rights violation. That's illegal, regardless of the amount of severance. So right off the bat, I have significant concerns here that the termination itself is illegal without even knowing anything about severance. Now, what reason did they give you for letting you go? They didn't. They didn't give me no, any reason. Verbally, nothing. They didn't say they anything to you. They just said your services are no longer required, um, and that's it. Okay. So, so you know, um, when so a company is, I can't, came back to work mid September. Mm-hmm. They told me to acclimate myself to to um, uh, ease myself back into it, uh, which I did. And it was at that point that I realized that my responsibilities were eroding. So I started documenting, um, but I'm concerned because it's almost it's exactly um, two months since I came back and um, what recourse do I have? Uh, will I oh, pl- plenty of I recourse, Chris. Because, well, it's not a constructive dismissal. It's an actual dismissal, right? They let you go. Right. Uh, we don't right. need to worry about constructive dismissal here. So, But if from the moment you came back, it's already wasn't the way it should be. They were already starting to take stuff off. Uh, your plate, and then they let you go. It does seem to me like the reason had to do with your uh, medical leave. So we need to speak off air about that, and and because additional compensation could be owed. But let's also now tackle the issue of severance. How long have you been there? Eight years. Eight years. And what kind of a job, Chris? And how old are you? I'm 58. Um, mm-hmm. It was a customer service job. 
Um, I didn't make a lot of money. I worked my way up from the bottom. So I started at minimum wage and I worked my way up to 42000 I was just yeah. about to be given commission on top of that. Um, well, it's not happening now, obviously. So, so <laughs> I Chris, had a review two days before they let me go that was stellar. Yeah. So, again, more reason why the, the termination makes no sense. If your review is good, so you're not doing anything wrong, the only thing that's happened in the meantime is you going on a sick leave. And if that's even part of the reason why you were let go, it's yeah. an illegal termination. Now, beyond that, severance for you would be 9 to 10 months uh, of, of total pay, salary, benefits, pension contributions, if you have that, etc. But regardless of that, even if they offer you proper severance, and by the way, there's almost zero chance that they will. There's another issue. There's that human rights issue. So I want you to connect with me off air, Chris, as soon as possible. Tomorrow is a good time. Let me talk more. I want to understand more about your job. I want to understand more about your history there, the people involved. Because, yeah, this certainly seems to me, based on just the information you gave me on this call, uh, as an illegal termination. So the... Uh, okay, okay. Is there? How do I get in touch with you? Or are you going to call me? Yeah, I'm going to give you the uh, I'm going to give you the number right now, Chris, and I'll, I'll keep repeating it throughout the show. If you continue to uh, to tune in, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And answers at employmentlawyer.ca through email, so you can reach out uh, either or both ways. And if you didn't get that, we'll uh, we'll go through it a bunch of times throughout the show. So thank you so much, Chris, for for calling again. And uh, yeah, you're in good hands. You'll be uh, you'll be taken care of for sure. So don't worry about that. But for you as well. 416-872-1010 is the way to call through. Going to get to Mark on the line now. Hi, Mark. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Not too bad. How's yourself? Beauty. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Well, uh, there's an incident where we had an industrial accident and there were a unionized shop and I believe there was neglect on the company's part, serious neglect, why this person got hurt. Still, they seriously hurt. Okay. So, is there any way that they can sue or do we have to go through the union, and do we have to go through the uh, uh, process? Because this is the company was clearly in neglectful. The ministry said that too. So, Mark, unfortunately, the answer is neither. You 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 cannot sue, nor can you go through the union process. In in a workplace injury, the only recourse that's available is through WSIB. Uh, but you're not allowed to take legal action against a company because of a of a workplace injury. I realize. Okay, so what you have here is that someone's going to be injured for the rest of their life. I, I get it. I understand. Family and everything here, and I know. It's a WSIB case. So can you sue WSIB? Well, if if WSIB does not pay what they're supposed to pay, then you can appeal that decision and even go through the court process to make sure that they do. Uh, But they're supposed to pay what they're supposed to pay, uh, you know, even in a situation where the injuries are permanent. But our legal system is such that an employee cannot sue their employer or seek compensation from their employer because of a workplace injury. It has to be uh, WSIB. Uh, There's no uh, other recourse that's available. So that's the process. But go through that process, and hopefully it's a smooth one, and WSIB says we're going to pay everything that we're supposed to pay uh, and, and gets resolved that way. Mark, appreciate the call. Gotta let you go and move on. Uh, again, 416-872-1010 is the way to get on air. Sandra, you've been uh, hanging on for a moment. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? 
Great. What's your question? So I work for a large medical device company, and I work as a sales rep. I've been with the company for 13 years. We've had these random, very small, seemingly insignificant negatives come off our sales. Those negative numbers are not in SAP or negative on the customer's account. It's strictly a negative on the rep's number. We've been trying to figure this out for years, and finally, about a month and a half ago, I wouldn't give up. The company drove into this, and their answer to us was, we have a loyalty program that customers can redeem these loyalty points for product, and they're saying that every time a customer who is in this loyalty program buys something, we pay that negative. So then they're saying that that number, what happens is when the customer redeems their points, we get that number back. So they were able to prove to us that that does happen for customers that redeem them. But for customers that don't redeem them and they expire, which is one year, they can't show us that coming back. We don't have access to a report. And so these numbers are still hanging as negatives per rep per year in the amount of ten to $20,000 per year per rep. So, Sandra, there's two options here, and I'm going to go through them quickly because we're going to take a break. Number one is you can potentially look at this as a constructive dismissal if your goal is to leave and get severance. The other thing you can do is you can file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor for improper deductions. They're not allowed without your written consent to deduct these things from your pay. So those are the options, and, and one of them for sure is available to you. Thanks. No, thank you, Sandra. We've got to let you go and get into a break. Mike, stand by. We'll get to you and your calls as well. 416-872-1010. We continue with the Employment Law Show. Stand by. All right. Welcome back. It is 135 Sunday afternoon. Lots of time, lots of uh, open lines to discuss your uh, your matters. 416-872-1010 to call into the show now. 416-872-1010. And talk to Lior. The uh, email address, by the way, answers at employmentlawyer.ca. That you can use anytime. Want to get right to uh, to Mike's call. Mike, thanks for uh, hanging out, pal. How are you this afternoon? Hey, I'm doing great, bud. How are you doing? Good to hear, brother. What's uh, What's on your mind? Uh, well, I just got a quick question. I've been working at a, as a supervisor in a wood shop, so we do custom furniture in Mississauga, and I keep hearing about um, uh, working notice so that you can be let go with working notice. So after 10 years, if uh, if I was let go, I could be given an end date instead of um, giving severance. Is that is that true? Like, do I have to accept that, or, or can, can I lawyer up and, and go for uh, severance because I've been there for so long, or... So, Mike, an employer is allowed to give the equivalent of severance to give that by way of working notice. So, as an example, if your employer owes you 12 months severance, they could give you 12 months advance notice of the termination of your employment. And if they give you sufficient notice, at the end of that notice, they don't owe you anything. Uh, and, and that is something that they can do. And there's not much other than try to convince them. There's not much that you can do to force them to give you severance. But here's something I want you to remember, and and I've seen this more times than I can ever count. So when an employer often gives notice, they don't give enough notice, which means they have to make up that difference on the back end. So for you, let's say you probably owed about 12 months of severance and notice. If your employer gives you six months notice, that's fine. They still have to make up the difference, which is another six months at the end. 
So they still have to pay you that severance if you don't quit, of course, before your last day. If you do quit, they won't have to pay it. So it's a question of how much notice. Once you know if, in fact, they're doing that, that they've given you notice and how much, call me. Call me at the office and I'll tell you if it's enough, if it's not enough. But uh, in most cases, even when you get notice, it's simply not enough. Right. So... They, when they're gonna get, if they're gonna give it to me, they're gonna give it to me in writing, right? I gotta get it in writing, and then if it's exactly. not sufficient, if it's not sufficient, that's kind of like I'm entering a contract with them for those ten weeks per se, and then they gotta pay us the difference at the end, and that's where you come. Yeah, with. yeah. If they simply tell you, we're telling you today, they put that in writing that six months from now you're out of a job. That's fine. You're gonna work for six months, and at the end of that six months, they'll have to pay you the the balance, which is roughly another six months pay. They're gonna have to pay that by way of severance. So you figure about 12 months of uh, severance for 10 years? Yeah, you supervise your 10 years. Yeah, right around 12 months is what they would owe you, give or take, yes. All right. Christmas is going to be good. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks, Mike. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. Appreciate uh, appreciate your call, pal. If you want to reach out afterwards, anything else uh, you want to know, you have the option, 1-855-821-5900. Mike, and answers at employmentlawyer.ca. We still got lots of time. We got open lines. You know that number. Use it like everyone has so far. Get some answers. 416-872-1010. Call us here live. It's only a 138, so you got plenty of minutes left. Um, want to get into our topic for today, pal. When is a resignation not really a resignation? So let's discuss it. First of all, I guess to open it up is what is a real resignation and does one get severance if they resign so a resignation is something by definition john that an employee does on their own voluntarily so i say that you do it voluntarily and you do it unilaterally so if you've decided on your own without pressure without threats that you don't want to work for the company or that you're going to retire or that you're going to go work somewhere else or i don't know spend more time with the family whatever it is but you've decided that on your own and as a result of that you leave no problem you can do that that is a resignation it's a real resignation and with a real resignation no you don't get severance because you've made that decision to part ways the company didn't do it they didn't do it for you so that's absolutely fine nothing wrong with that perfectly good where it gets more interesting which is what we want to talk about is situations where you haven't made the decision voluntarily you were put in a situation where you feel like you have to or you've been threatened to do it and that becomes what i call a fake resignation so yeah with a real true uh unilateral resignation no severance is paid in that situation so then what is a resignation not really a resignation what happens then so a, a resignation is not really a resignation when you feel like you don't have a choice or someone puts you in a position where there's no choice. An example may be when someone threatens you to resign or says that we're going to do bad things to you if you don't resign uh, or, you know, your job has changed so significantly that you just, you know, you don't recognize the job anymore. So you resign as a result. In those situations, even though you've resigned, even though you may you say the word, OK, fine, I resign. The law does not consider that to be a resignation. The law considers that to be a termination because you didn't choose voluntarily to resign. Your employer did something to make you, to threaten you, to push you to do it. And because of that, the real reason you're not working there is because of the company. That means it's a termination. And why do we care about whether it's a termination or resignation? Well, we care because the issue of severance. With a true resignation, as I said, the one that you do voluntarily, no severance. With one of those fake or forced resignations, 
Yeah, you absolutely get severance, your full severance, which could be as much as 24 months pay. So we want to keep that in mind. Always ask yourself, yeah, I resigned. But did I resign on my own for my own reasons? Or did I resign because the company essentially made me do it? They they didn't leave me much choice. If that's your situation, that second scenario is your situation, well, you're actually owed severance. That's a termination, John, in the eyes of the law. Again, 416-872-1010 to call into the radio station now and talk to us. So you're talking about the, you know, resign or else, or I'll expect your resignation on my desk by five, trying to make it sound like you're doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are common situations. You, well, your employee, we're, we're expecting you to resign. You, you better resign or else. So I'm going to be waiting this morning for your resignation letter. In all those situations, the reason you're no longer working is not because you chose not to work. It's because the company told you you had to. So that's exactly a fa- that's exactly a fake resignation, one that entitles the employee to get severance. Someone goes into work. You know, we've talked about this before. They're having just the worst day ever, and they just kind of they they blow it off. They resign in the heat of the moment. They get home and go, "Oops, I didn't mean to do that." Now what happens? You'd be surprised, by the way, John, how often that happens. You know, one of the very first employment cases that I worked on in my career some 20 years ago, that was a scenario. And since then, I've seen it happen lots and lots of times. You had a bad day. Maybe you got into an argument with your boss. Uh, You know, some words were said. That's it. I'm out of here. I don't want to work here anymore. I'm gone. You, you, You go to your office. You pack up your stuff. You feel really good about it. You walk out of there. By the time you get home, you start feeling not so good about it. Uh, well, what happens in that situation? Well, in the heat of the moment, we call that a heat of the moment resignation. You have the opportunity to rescind that as long as you do it quickly. So you have the opportunity to take it back, to change your mind, but you have to do it quickly. By quickly, I mean within a couple of days, let's say, of of that resignation happening. So you resign you know, on the Friday, that's it, I'm out of here, you Oh my God, what did I do? Yeah, if at the beginning of the following week you take it back, you have the ability to do that. And if the company says, no, 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 well, wait a second, you resigned. We heard you, so we're not taking you back. At that point, it becomes a termination because you took that back, that heat of the moment, the company won't let you, it becomes a termination, even though you resigned. And then you wrote severance. Now, you can't take back the heat of the moment resignation if you do it a month later. By then, the company has relied on it. They can assume that you're, you've meant it. But if you've acted on it quickly to take it back, when the company hasn't yet hired someone else, when they should know that you didn't really mean it, it was heat of the moment. If they don't take you back, John, that's a resignation, and then severance has to be paid. And you often hear this, yeah, but Leo, I've been told, you know, it's better to resign than get fired so it's not in the, in the archive. There's no permanent record of my being fired, so I'm just going to resign quietly. It's not better to resign than to be let go. Absolutely not. There's no record. There's no archive. There's no spreadsheet. None of that. The only thing that happens if you resign when you don't want to is you make it more difficult to get you the severance that you're owed. Mm. So I always say if the company doesn't want you to work there, then let them let you go. You're not worse off. You're better off. They have to pay you severance. Uh, You can get EI. And by the way, if you resign, you don't get EI either. Mm -hmm. So what a terrible situation to be in. So, yes, I've heard that said many, many times. I'm here to tell you wrong, wrong, wrong. It's not. It's not better to resign than to be let go. 
And with that, we will take a short break and get those phone lines uh, jammed up. Let's go. 416-872-1010. you got lots of time still to voice your opinion and concerns and questions here with Lior and myself. 416-872-1010. And we'll continue with the Employment Law Show right here. Stand by. And it is Employment Law. Love having you here on the Employment Law Show. And uh, always opportunities over the course of an hour for you to get smarter and learn. 416-872-1010. And that's the, uh, that's the prescription for getting on the show and, uh, and having your say, asking some questions. John, you are up next, my, uh, my friend. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Beautiful. Uh, what's, uh, what's on your mind? Well, this question is for a friend of mine. He, he got a CEO job about a year and a half ago. Hmm. And, you know, he thought it would be the right move for him and whatnot. But once he got into the job, he found that the atmosphere was really toxic. Like the the founder, she was a real piece of work. Um, you know, she'd belittle him, micromanage him. And because he got this job, he thought, okay, he had to keep trying to stick it out. He didn't want to just quit. But it's got to the point where, like, she's even told him, like, he sucks and swears, in, you know, in front of his colleagues at him and all, all kinds of stuff. Now he's had it, and he's got you know he's got a lot of stress as a result of the job. So he's just wondering what to do. Like he's looking to take medical leave, or should he just resign and say that's constructive dismissal? You know, when you're being told you suck and you're being micromanaged the way she micromanages him. So, like so here's the, the the problem here, John. Is in any of these situations is you have to assume that 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 person that's harassing him, the founder, is not going to admit it, right? They're not going to say yes. Of course, I behaved badly. So right. for your your friend to have the ability to do something from a legal standpoint here, he'd have to have a way to show what's happened to to prove that harassment, because it could absolutely be a constructive dismissal. Uh, it could be significant compensation that's owed to your friend, but I don't like situations, if I can avoid them, where it's a he said, she said. So what I want your friend to do is this. I want your friend to give me a call at the office. I want to have a chat with him about how we go about documenting this because documented properly, potentially in a few days, he'll have enough to say constructive dismissal. And then it's easy to get from there to get him compensation. Now, a medical leave is not going to solve the problem because at some point he's going to come back and it's not like things are going to be better. So the goal should be at this point to get him out of there, but with compensation. So I don't want him to leave. I do not want him to quit now unless, of course, you know, he has it in writing, he has proof, he has recordings. If he has that, yeah, he may be able to quit. I still don't want him to do that without speaking to me first, but ideally... Have him reach out to me at the office. He can call. He can email. And I want to talk to him about how we document this so we have that proof, and then we can get him out of there. Now, I did tell him throughout, uh, once you know, once he confided this to me, I said, you've got to document everything, because I work in management, and I know how it is. You've right. got to document everything, so start documenting it. So he did start documenting it. So he has documentation, but even with documentation, even though he would have dates and times and what was said and, you know, what happened, that will still be a he said, she said, although there were colleagues present at times when she was being um, less than kind, let's say, you know, when, you know, when you're swearing or when you're putting people down in front of other people. I don't know if they would support her because they yeah, also were the master right. team. So, you know, I don't know how that would work out. You, you, you can't assume that someone is going to support you against their, their boss. So, so there's ways to document things, but to still not be a he said, she said. So, for example, if today during the meeting she said inappropriate things and behaved inappropriately, I'd have him go back to, to his office after that meeting, send her an email confirming what happened. Create that record 
where it's not just him writing in his own, you know, file. So there's various ways to do it that way, including having a recorder that you don't tell the, the founder about and record things. That's why I want him, before he does anything, before he says, that's it, I've had enough. I want him to call yeah, me yeah. at the office so we can talk through how to do that properly because I would absolutely hate for your friend to just resign and give up on his entitlements. Yeah, it's unfortunate that people at such a high level can be so petty and, you know, uh, dictatorial. <clears throat> so, Leor, Leor, I'm thinking, John. You kind of mentioned off the top. He's not sure if it was "quote unquote" the right move. Was he induced to come over, or did he? Because usually CEOs just don't find these jobs, and indeed they are pulled she from was, other companies. She wanted him for all the skills that he brought to the company. He's had 30 years experience in the services business. And well, so he may have additional That's what entitlements. I mean. yeah. Exactly. So let's say he's worked there for, I don't know, I'm just going to give you an example, a year. But he was uh, induced from a company or recruited from a company where he worked for five years. Well, now when right. it comes to calculating the severance, he may be a six-year employee. And so he gets enhanced severance. But we don't even get to first base here unless we have a proper way to establish th- mm. that harassment. So that has to be the focus. Once we can establish it, Getting him the compensation that he's owed is going to be very easy, but we have to to establish it. That's why I wanna I want your friend to call me, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Excellent call, by the way. And uh, that number to reach out to for your friend, you can pass it along, one 821 5900 answers at employmentlawyer.ca. Get to, uh, to Ian. Ian, thank you so much for standing by. How are you? Hi, how are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your what's your question? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm, I was just about to go in the car, and I turned on the radio and heard the show, and I ran back in the house the phone. Good man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on my house phone. Um, I, I am or was, until last Thursday, uh, the music director of a large uh, Toronto church. I won't name the church. I've had a long career as a music director of a variety of churches in Toronto. Um, and it's, what, what sparked me to call is I, I had exactly the situation Lior was describing, um, where things have not been happy for the last, uh, since, since COVID, really. Um, and I kind of resigned <laughs> in the heat of a moment. I sent an email and resigned. But I did rescind it like two days later. Um, I sent another email and, uh, you know, very explicitly rescinded it and apologized and all of that. Um, and I thought that was sort of it. Um, although the reason I resigned, I, none of that's been resolved. I, I you know, during COVID, my, I, I'm paid for about 20 hours a week. And during COVID, that ramped up to double as much. I mean, I was working basically full time, uh, recording things, uh, recording videos, recording music with professional musicians, uh, just a really, really a lot of work. It's basically become an all-consuming full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I wanted this fall to sit down with them and uh, and renegotiate the contract, either, um, you know, either trim back some of the workload and stress or increase the, uh, the you know, the hours and therefore the, the amount I'm paid. And there was complete reluctance to, to even broach the subject. So, um, okay. and growing unhappiness in me, which is why I culminated with a resignation. Anyway, to, I, I, to make a long story short, last Thursday I was doing a, a weekly rehearsal, and at the end of the rehearsal, uh, the officials walked into my office and dropped a letter on me and, and fired me. Fired um, okay. open, opening the letter, I realized I had... Now, Ian, let, let me stop you a bit there, because we were almost out of time here. We have to go, okay. but I, I know that you, you have an appointment scheduled one of my colleagues, Tanya, coming up. I, I know you were let go, so at this point, from a legal standpoint, it comes down to whether what they've offered you is adequate. Unfortunately, the resignation or something around it 
is not really going to be a factor now because you went back to work, which is great. So it's a question of now that they've let you go, what are your owed? So we're going to make sure we maximize the amount of compensation that you're owed. I'm glad that they let you come back when you resign. But right now, you've been terminated. It's a without cause termination. They have to pay you severance, and we're going to make sure you get everything that you're owed. Yeah, but there's a lot of terms in there other than the severance, which I have of course, a lot sure. of problems with, like uh, uh, ownership of recordings. Um, uh, if I find other employment, they stop the severance, things yeah, like that. Yeah, no, all of which we see daily, so we're, we got your back on this. So we'll, we'll help you make sure that it's all uh, correct. Ian, thank you so much, and a great way to uh, wrap the show for today. You want to reach out now that we're done? Don't hesitate, please. The phone number, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior and his team. You have the option of answers at employmentlawyer.ca and then pocketemploymentlawyer.ca the website and uh, again catch us Wednesday at 9.30pm on CP24 for Ask a Lawyer as well. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show.